1: From beautiful Burbank, California This is the Knapsack Files I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of TNF In Session A show made possible, completely possible By my friends on my Patreon page At patreon.com Slash Ken That is right They make all my dreams come true I take questions from them Pre-selected questions Pre-written questions and then also we got some people in the chat room. So I might be interacting with folks like Taymor, Alice W, who promised me she'd call in today. Uh, we got Lami is here. She's uh, relatively new to the Patreon page. She's supporting at uh, the High TNF Executive Producer uh, level. Lauren Romos here. You might know her from the Galactic. That's Galactic. Podcast, the Star Wars podcast, you should be checking out. Pete Rich, Old Handsaw, we also call him I Got a Name. Old Handsaw and I got the hug this weekend. It was a great hug at a comedy club in Washington, D.C. Check it in over in the UK. We got The Hump, Jason Humphreys, Andrew Hale is here. I believe he said Pete Rich, but I'm going to say Pete again because he was first in chat. More are going to be joining, I'm sure, like Will McClain, who just got off work. Busy time with the holidays, but he's taking the time to join us. And that is exciting. I've been doing a lot of traveling recently. A lot of you know that uh, if you've been following along. Uh, Got to go to Washington, D.C. with Mr. Mark Ellis, who, of course, just released his comedy special, Dog Stepfather. I hope you guys have checked that out. It is available on YouTube, free to you. All Things Comedy put it out, and uh, Ellis put so much effort into it. Took an entire crew on his own dime to Chicago, at a rock club in Chicago, put the show together. It was a crazy evening, fun evening, uh, and it is a great special. Grace and I watched it last night. I hope you guys, if you're friends of The Knapsack Files, you're friends of Mark Ellis, I hope you are checking it out. As I uh, uh, do a little bit of housekeeping, I will let uh, people know that you can get signed copies of Why We Love Star Wars uh, through my website, KenNapsack.com and also book plates, little stickers that I will sign and send out. If you already have a copy of the book, I'll send those in a little special limited edition keychain to you. Go to KenNapsack.com for more information about that. Collector cards also available there as well. And uh, the producer and executive producer supporters of the Knapsack Files, KenNapsack Patreon page, are starting to get those cards mailed out, about six or seven of them. Today, uh, a lot going to House Buddha, I'll tell you that much. Uh, So uh, that's some housekeeping there. And also, live uh, December 7th in downtown L.A., the Schmodown Spectacular. I believe this is the third edition. I will be there, part of the Star Wars match. I believe we'll be calling the Star Wars Championship match. And then I will be part of the fan event, and I will have a lot of copies of Why We Love Star Wars available for purchase. And I'll sign them, personalized uh, right to you. Sold out. I brought a few with me to Washington, D.C., and sold out. That. So that's a good thing. Also, the book is uh, is available in foreign markets. I saw it was uh, <laughs> available in German, uh, and I didn't know my book. My publisher got it. To, they 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 put it out to, in, in, into some different languages, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know. But uh, a lot of fun. So uh, that is some of the housekeeping. Let's get to some of the work, some of the fun stuff here uh, on a TNF in session. As I said, uh, we got a live audience checking in here. Uh, they're going to be here for a bit uh, with me as I try to get through it. Uh, for up to I got sick again. I don't. I've had bronchitis for about three weeks. If you've been listening to a lot of podcasts, I've been on, you can you can hear me either mention it or you can hear me hacking. Probably because this is a live show. (laughs) I'll be hacking at some point tonight. I'll try to mute the mic. There we go. All right. That's the best I can do. Uh, And then uh, flying back from D.C. It's cold out there. Not too bad. Manageable. 40 degrees. Uh, Even for a California boy like me, that's fine. But I think being on those planes, I got re-sick. Double sick. It's like double dragon. Uh, The video game, except for a sick version. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a little delirious. I'm on some DayQuil. They say Dayquil's not, not, uh, uh you know, make it does not make you drowsy. I don't believe that. I might be living proof of that right now. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, hey, Jedi Fallen Orders out. The video game is out, and I've been playing that. For those uh, looking for a f- full review on Force Center, we're gonna dig into it eventually. Look at the story mode. I'm struggling with the game right now. We'll admit struggling with the game it's boring me a little bit uh the lead character is kind of boring me uh, but the action's really smooth the game looks beautiful and I know I'm gonna get into it so I'm not like writing the game off or anything i'm just I'm just it's not a good time for me to play games. It's just a lot going on, and I don't have the time or the energy to invest, and I think that's affecting my my journey. But I'm trying. I'm going to try. I'm going to try later tonight. I don't know if I'll stream it or not because I don't want to see you guys uh, – ha- have you guys see me hacking uh, into uh, into a video game uh, uh, headset. Um, but I want, me, I want that game to work. So anyways, I don't know if anyone uh, in the live audience is enjoying that game. I hope you are. I want people to enjoy Star Wars. That's an important thing. And- and uh, I, just because I'm not right now doesn't mean you can't, and that's the way we do it here. Let's get to questions, unless there's any comments from the uh, live audience. Taymor, you okay? Zach Anderson just arrived out there in Wisconsin. Zach is one of the first, will be one of the first to receive the uh, Knapsack Files collector card set, uh, as some of them went out today. Uh, and then uh, that's for the high-tier patrons, uh, the, the producer, executive producers, And then uh, other Patreon uh, supporters will get very, very discounted rates on the cards. Uh, This is, uh, you know, uh, I designed them with Brian Ward all out of my pocket and just excited to be on a card, man. So uh, here we go. Questions coming down the line. We're going to start with, uh, we're going to go with a little Star Wars question here. Normally we save that for Force Center or Jedi Council, but I want to start with Pete Rich, who's alive in the audience right now. Pete Rich on the Patreon page, wrote this. He said, do you think that the leaks or, quote, strong fan theories such as Rey being cloned from Luke's hand deter filmmakers from actually putting those moments in a movie? It depends on what comes first. I I think there's nothing, there's no fan theory that could float around after, say, episode 7 that would affect episode 8 or 9. There's just no way a professional filmmaker like Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams would... Scroll through the inter- internet and go. Ooh, that's a good idea. <clears throat> Number one, the legalities of it, if it, you know, are, are, are dangerous. And two, they've got their story. They're telling the things, and they're working with themes. And I don't think a lot of fan theories work with themes. I mean, they work with the who's and the what's, but uh, not a lot of the why. So the Ray being cloned from Luke's hand, that just comes from something that I do believe was in the script for Force Awakens. Not necessarily Ray was a clone, but Luke's hand falling, 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 and that was supposed to be, uh, we hear, allegedly, what was going to start Episode 7. I've heard that that was 100% true. I've heard that hey, maybe it wasn't. So that might be a little different. And anything based out of that, if theories... Poured out of that then i don't think it'll change anything if jj was going to bring that back if he does bring that back or again if it mattered at all because it didn't make the movie it doesn't mean it has to be they can uh, approach it in a different way so pete starting us off strong and pete's in, in chat putting a nice little uh, emoji up there uh we got it's it's a, it's a i love these emojis in youtube <coughs> excuse me there's a hack um They're like yellow grimaces from McDonald's. It's weird. I want a pork one. All right, we got a question here from David Cornette. David writes, when it comes to your interests, do you tend more toward, toward breadth or depth? Meaning, do you like to go really deep in a few things that you really love, or would you rather have a lot of different interests at a more surface level. For for example, some people like to listen to the latest singles from a lot of different musical artists, while others have, say, four or five bands that they get every album and track down recordings of live shows and unreleased demos and so forth. Which way do you tend to be? Is the answer different when it comes to music versus movies versus sports and so on? This is an interesting question, David, and a great one. I can get obsessive about things. So Star Wars, Game of Thrones, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, there's a lot of music, sports, Baseball, and Yankees specifically, um, still watch football from time to time, but I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, so it doesn't really work out. Music was a great example uh, where I just, it was a deep look at anything I was interested in. So there was, my CD collection is too long, it's too big, it's too, it's too many, I don't have any in my closet here, I'm looking around, but I have too many CDs, and I have trouble getting rid of them. And I know that makes me very old, um, not quite okay boomer range, but old. And uh, the reason is the reason I have so many is if I found a band, I dig in. And if it was a big band, obviously the Beatles, U two, uh, Oasis, there there's some uh, uh, big ones for me. Liz Fairs up there, Ryan Adams uh, was up there, all those kind of things. I will dig in, and I will do what David describes. Live shows, uh, unreleased demos. Gosh, Oasis! I have so many imports, so many B sides from the UK uh, that I picked up over here for a higher price. Import or import musical higher. Um, what I discovered, though, as I got older, uh, David, is I ha- I know what I know and I love what I love, and I'm okay with just not going dig uh, digging in deep to everything. You don't need to. Do that with everything. It's almost kind of like being a, a, you know, when it comes to friends. As you get older, your friend circle doesn't necessarily shrink. I have a lot of friends, a lot of people I'm close with. But I have a smaller group that I'm closer with, and that's okay. You have to know to let that kind of go. You don't have to be best friends with everybody. Every band does not have to be your favorite band. Every movie, every property, every franchise does not have to be something that you know inside and out. A, A good example of that might be, for me, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, yeah, the Hobbit movies, we'll put those over there. I like some things in them. I'm going to revisit them soon. But the Lord of the Rings movies by Peter Jackson, are three of my favorite uh, pieces of cinema, Martin Scorsese, um, uh, out there. Love them. Once a year, put in the extended editions on one day, go for it. Watch them all. I love them. I've seen them so many times. However, if you were to sit me down for a trivia contest, schmo down over it or something, I wouldn't know a ton. I don't know a lot of the names. I know character names. I know some of the stuff. I know it. I know some plot stuff. Obviously I've seen it enough, but I don't know it. Like I know star Wars. I don't know it. Like I know game of Thrones and that is okay. You have to be able to live with that. So I, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's where I'm kind of, uh, uh trying to go, Oh, we're having some, uh, connection problems. I do apologize We're having some connection problems in the live chat. Uh, so we're going to keep rolling here. Um, uh, oh, oh, we're, we're, we're still going. We're still going. Oh man. Well, we got to roll. Uh, stick with me. Those in the live audience. Um, this is what happens, man. The internet, man. Live, live. You try to make it work, but we're going to make it work. Uh, we got some great questions there. Uh, so, um, as I try to uh, fix that, everybody, uh, live in the chat, without losing the connection, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but let's go to the next question here. Uh, we got a question uh, from uh, Alice Wadsworth. Alice writes, half serious, half tongue-in-cheek. Okay, she says 70 to 30%. Don't you ever just want to get a tiny house, buy a hunting rifle, take grace and the Chewese, which is what we call a Chihuahuas, move off the grid to the mountains of Montana, and never have anything to do with the a-holes of the world again. Just tell the world to go boop itself and sneak back into society once in a while to watch any Star Wars movies that might come out. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I absolutely uh, would love that. I absolutely would uh, say that that's something uh, I would do. Uh, that is, uh, in fact, Mark Riley and I over Collider, uh, we do this thing where we, um, <coughs> we, we just, if, if things get stressful, we'll say, uh, Montana, I'll just text him Montana. We specifically say Montana, and that's where we end up going. Um, so, or in our minds, that's where we're like, Hey, uh, that's, uh, it's just our way of saying, let's run away from our problems. Will we ever really do it? No. But there's something nice, something really great with the idea of just packing up and and heading out of town, and uh, you you know exactly like you said Alice it's just just f off world, go hide in the cabin, disconnect, and there we go. All right, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break here on TNF In session. When we come back, we're gonna fix this internet connection. That's what we got going on. Stick around. It's TNFN session. Here we go. Trying to figure out this technology, this internet. And everything says it's going and it's not. I don't know. But we're here with all of you. We've got some questions. We got some good questions. We answered uh, David Cornette's question, Alice Wadsworth's question about me running off to Montana, something me and Mark Riley talk about often. Pete Rich talked about his fan theories question. Now we're going to go to. The Hump, Jason Humphreys. Love Jason. Occasionally sends me some nice gift packages from the UK. Oh, he sent me some little squishy snack ones. So we call him around our place. We, me and Grace, downed them in like two days. All of it gone. All right. Jason Humphreys writes, first of all, I want to say, uh, I'm glad you're back into stand up. It's something you're good at. Oh, thanks, Jason. And it was a shame to see your talent waste. It's no secret than the past you've had a love, hate relationship with comedy. How are you combating the traditional knapsack personal self-doubts to make it a success this time? Jason, this is a great question because here's what happened. I was in D.C. this past weekend, did two shows. Thank God there was two shows to do. The first show, both at the Comedy Loft, great venue, no problems with the people there. Uh, But 7.30 show, I went up to, I was featuring Ellis Headlining. I was going to do about 20 minutes, maybe 25. I ended up doing 19 minutes. The reason being, right when my set started, I got a good laugh. I was feeling good. Wrote in with a lot of confidence. I was a little stressed. And that's, Jason, where the old demon started to pour back in where I didn't feel in control of what I was about to say I didn't really con- feel in control of the environment then I got on stage and two people in the audience did not understand or did not want to uh, come uh, did not want to comply with the uh, two item minimum uh, rule so uh, they got into an argument with the staff member there and I, I, there's nothing I can really do other than I can wait. I can try to address it. But it's not like a heckler. It's a staff member. It's a house manager trying to get money, trying to get their business going. Uh, Two-item minimum is a very standard thing in comedy. And if you don't know it, that's kind of on you. Um, it also, you get a drink. You don't want an alcoholic beverage? Get a soda and some chicken tenders. Call it a night. Call it a night. But they started going at it in the middle of my set. And that ruined the rest of my set. Even though it was okay, probably felt okay, got some laughs. Those watching it, I don't feel they were completely cheated, but in my head, that was that was uh, that was horrible. I was so upset, so upset, and I went. The problem was, I started to go back into those old habits, and the self-doubting, napsuck stuff came up again. And luckily, I had a second show, but I went out to the bar, sat down. Bar was empty, except for me and the bartenders and some of the staff. And I, I, uh, I had some mac and cheese, took a breath and said, we put it behind you. It wasn't me. I could have worked, controlled it better. I could have done something a little differently, but everyone had a laugh, uh, uh, you know, and I kind of worked through it. And then I came back in the second set and it was, it was night and day. It was night and day, and that would not have happened five years ago. Would not have happened ten years ago when I was doing stand-up comedy. And that was always the difference. I was never fully comfortable, and I would immediately get into my head. And if you're out there trying to do something, you've got something going on, maybe it's creative, maybe you're a young uh, stand-up comic trying it yourself, like Zach Anderson, who's in our uh, chat room here right now, and one of our Patreon supporters here, he, he's starting comedy. So you're going to get in your head. And you're going to learn it, and you're going to work through, and you're going to fail, and you're going to do bad, but you, you get you got to get out of your head and trust your instincts, and trust why you're here, and and trust that you're going to get better, and trust that there's always the next chance, and that's what I was lucky to have two shows. I'm lucky to have a supportive a supportive uh, uh, headliner and Mark Ellis. And Christian Ruvakalba was there taping both of them. And he was like, don't worry, you're fine. And it was a distraction. Yeah, even a chat, Old Handsaw was there. And he's saying, yeah, it was kind of distracting for everyone. But you were very professional. And I thought you came back strong. Thank you, Old Handsaw. Um, and uh, Tamor says, hey, regardless, you were great. Well, Tamor and Abdul, you you were there for Abdul's birthday. It was a great time. So I, I, I don't feel horrible i i think you you know you guys you know ellis put on a great show as always but um it was a great ex- it was a great lesson for me to see how far i've come that i did not let that destroy my evening and i came back strong from that and zach in chat right now says that's his biggest concern zach is uh doing stand-up but i've been uh looking at some as part of he's part of the executive producer tier on patreon which means that uh, you, you get to consult with me over something and stand-up's a thing and we need to get back on some sessions there zach don't we but i've seen some of his tapes and uh, we're going over it and he says that's the biggest thing he needs to overcome comes getting out of his own head and i think all of us no matter what you're doing getting out of your own head getting out of your own way is something that's very very uh, hard to do but it's key to any kind of uh, performance so that's what we'll do um i i think it's hilarious this other stream is still going on that's amazing Question here from Tim Van Nulen. A couple more questions, and then we'll start going to questions live from the audience. So if you're watching live because you're a Patreon supporter, get your questions typed up and ready there. And uh, maybe we'll open up the uh, phone lines here in a bit through the Google Voice number. So we got a question here from Tim. Tim writes, hey, Kim. Last Saturday, I bought a car for the first time with my own money. It's a Volkswagen Polo. Uh, what was your first car that you bought with your own money? And also, what car accessories or tools do you personally find necessary or u- useful to have in most cars? Have a great show. Great question, Tim. Great question, Tim. I, I got to be honest. I don't know if I've ever bought a. I don't know if I've ever bought a car with my own money. I think the bank has always been the one to give me the money. Um, but early on, my first car was a 1981 Ford Fairmont. White, crimson red interior, and like a faded brown leather top. Ford Fairmont. Look them up if you're not familiar with the Ford Fairmont. Kind of sort of like uh, early 80s, late 70s police cars, um, but not quite. um, and I used to call it the Millennium uh, Fairmont because that's the kind of uh, life it was. And um a nerd I was, I should say. And I got it before my junior year in high school, I do believe, or maybe my senior year. I can't remember that. Maybe it was my senior year. I think I had it for the last year. Paid $1,000 for it. And, of course, I didn't have that laying around, uh, but my parents helped me. Uh, We bought it uh, from literally an old lady, uh, lived in uh, Pismo Beach, California, at a a trailer park that my mom was doing some housekeeping work on at the time, and she couldn't use the car anymore. I needed a car. This seemed like a great great example. (laughs) I don't know. I've always heard to say that, you know, your first car should be one with a lot of quote character so that you could develop character like Uh, If you had a kid, uh, you don't want to drop the the keys in their hands to like a fancy SUV or a BMW or uh, even just a brand new uh, car. You know, you want them to kind of um, build some character through a crappy car, but I get their safety concerns. And if I had a child who was 16, 17 years old right now and needed a first car and was driving around, I don't want to buy them a clunker. So the car breaks down, but I had a clunker and it did break down a few times, but it was a great car. No tape deck in it. No tape deck in it. Radio tape deck kind of worked. Well, no tape deck did work. Then it stopped working. So, you know, you kind of do the thing where you grab like a little mini, boombox uh, boom box or something, put it in the car. Um, because I bought it from uh, literally an old lady, I made a joke of like, it's an old lady car. So I had an Afghan in the back of the car, in the back windshield, just to be like, yeah, I put some hats in there. Oh, it's great. Back trunk was huge. You could put three bodies uh, in there. <laughs> Zach in chat says, what's a tape deck? That's funny, Zach. You should do stand up comedy. Okay. Um, and I, I uh, trunks of my car always end up being like part of my garage. It's just a bad habit I have. So this Fairmont, no different. Drove around for a few years. Had it from, like, 93 until about 96. I bought a 19, uh, 1991 or 94. Um, no, it was a 91 Plymouth Colt. A little blue Tic Tac. But <coughs> I'll tell you, that Fairmont... Sorry for the hacking. That Fairmont was quite a car. Now, um, Tim asks, uh, what car accessories or tools do you find personally necessary or useful to have in most cars? Well, it's a tape deck or any kind of audio. Right now, my, <coughs> my Camry... Everything in it stopped working. Kyle Harlow's here. What's up, Kyle? a trax a trax indeed. I'll take an A-Track player. My Camry, everything in the center console has just stopped working. Even some of the lights are out. Uh, CD player stopped working. Tape deck stopped working. Um, after the CD player went, I had one of those little connecting little devices where I put a cassette tape with a wire into, like, my iPhone or my um, uh, iPod, and that worked great, and then <laughs> and then that stopped working. But the radio works, and that's all I need. That's all I need. So that's the accessory I need. I'm not a big car person. Don't have the fancy cars. Uh, Don't do all that. Um, So I just need the bare minimum. But Tim, I love that story. A, a Volkswagen Polo, good car. Brendan Truitt says, I hey Ken. Huge fan, and it was a pleasure to meet you in DC. You seem to be constantly working on a dozen different projects for Center Jedi Council, baseball column, stand-up, Shimoda, etc. If just one of them would provide everything you need financially, would there be just one that you could see yourself doing for the foreseeable future?" Thanks, and have a great show. It's a great question. Um, I'm one of those freelancer types. I'm one of those hardworking types. I always like to be working. I always feel like I need to be working. So I don't know if I'd ever say there's one thing that would make me cut the rest. Uh, knapsack files is my passion. It's, it's not a moneymaker too much. um, Myself, My general overall brand, which is I hate to use that term, that generates, uh, you know, some funds through Patreon and a little bit of advertising for the AppSock Files. But obviously I can't live off that. Um, so if that happened, I think I would consider that. I do love working, though. And it's hard to say no. When the baseball column with Flag Sports that came up, I did say no for a night. And then I thought, nah, we should do it. Um, I was all set to leave Jedi Council a long time ago, months ago. I was set to leave Jedi Council. Um, and then, uh, the future kind of changed for the show. And I said, let's stick around. Um, stand up was long gone. Schmo down something, uh, that's just on the side that, 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 that could easily go. But four set or something, me, Joseph and Jennifer, we're not t- talking about star Wars. So <laughs> it's one of those things. I think until the, until, you know, until you get that opportunity to say, I got to go or, I can cut everything else out. Maybe you do. Now, here's the thing. I'm I'm starting a, a project soon that's going to keep me really, really busy from now until February. And it might cause me to make a cut or two or at least cut back on things. Um, my, my motivations with Ken, uh, show on, on YouTube, something I still want to do. I have, I have the set ready to go. I kind of had to cut that down. Um, you have to kind of choose. I only, only so many hours in the day. I, I'm often up at 8 a.m. and done working at 11 p.m. on some days, on most days. Today's a little bit different, but I already feel behind. I'm choosing to slow down today. I'm already behind. Went to Washington, D.C. today for um, stand up comedy, or this weekend for stand up comedy, came back already behind. So that's the problem. So even though I say no, I like to just go full bore all the time. If one of those things hit and I could step aside from other things, I might do it. I don't have, I don't have fears with that. I don't have the, I have the ability to walk away from things. I have before. um, One thing like Schmo's news doing the movie news. uh, They, uh, when that Collider live show started a couple years ago, it was on the table for me to come back every day and do the news. And I said, absolutely not. And didn't look back and, And felt good about that. Um, So I can't walk away. So, Brendan, great question. Maybe one day I'll find out. Alice says, whiskey with honey and lemon, Ken. Alice, I've tried that. I've tried (laughs) teas. I've tried NyQuil, DayQuil, Moosonex. And it was just getting good. On the flight back from D.C., I felt really good. And then I caught something. And that's where we're at. Oh, it's the best. Not really. Final uh, pre-selected question. Then we'll go to some live questions here. Andy Ortiz, Andy says, hey, Ken, if you are to run for office in the government, what would your campaign song be? Mine would be Where the Streets Have No Name by U2. That's a good one. Beautiful Day by U2 would be a good one. I did think about this, though. I did think about this. Uh, Tamor says, if whiskey and honey doesn't work, try Jack Honey with lemon. That might work, too. I'll try that. Uh, if I was run- going to run for office. The song I'd sing. It's it's a song about immigrants. It's a song about a great future. It's from a movie, 1980's The Jazz Singer. It peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 and topped the Billboard Adult Contemporary Chart for three weeks in June of 1981. It was also Neil Diamond's sixth number one adult contemporary hit song. That's right. If I was to run for office, you would hear the song, They're coming to America Never looking back again They're coming to America. That's the song I'd be uh, campaigning to. Everywhere around the world, they're coming to America. I just think that's a great inspirational song. My father came over with my grandparents and my aunt and my uncle. They came over in 51. I believe in the power of immigrants coming to this country to chase the ideals of this great country which I believe was great, is great, and is always great despite bruises, despite stumbles, despite obstacles. I love it. So that if you would vote for me today, I will put a Coke machine in the quad. I will lower gas prices. I will give Band-Aids to everybody. And then also behind me, you hear far. We've been traveled and far. Yeah. No? What do you guys think? What does the live chat think about that? Pete Rich says, love when Ken sing. sings, uh, really. Uh, Jason Humphrey says, great choice. I saw Neil Diamond a few years ago when he came to Manchester. Wow, Neil Diamond in Manchester, home of Oasis. I would love to see Neil Diamond singing some Oasis songs. Today is gonna be the day. Love that. Listen up. All right, we'll stop. We'll stop. They're coming to America. Okay, we'll stop. Neil Diamond's the best. I love Neil Diamond. Knapsack Makuga 2020. uh, Zach Anderson says that. Kyle Harlow says Knapsack 2020. I don't think that would work. I don't know. I just, on the topic of Neil Diamond, I used to not like Neil Diamond. I used to make fun of Neil Diamond. The Hot August Nights album, Sequence shirt. I don't know. (laughs) I just was, come on. And then, at some point, it just clicked in. Neil Diamond is the greatest person in the world. <laughs> He's the greatest singer in the world. Great songwriter. And his uh, his albums in uh, 2005, he had his album, uh, what was it, Four, 12 songs? 14 songs? It was something, one of those albums. Um, Paul Westerberg has his album, 14 songs. So I think Neil Diamond's was 12 songs or something. I don't know. It's one he did with, like, uh, Rick Rubin. And it is uh, it is the best. I love it. I just love it. It was my favorite album that year, which is why I knew I had to stop writing about music for TinyMixtapes.com. Um Neil Diamond, man. I think you can win some elections with Neil Diamond in your corner. I have to get his blessing though. So what are some of the campaign songs for anyone live in the chat room uh, that they would run to? Zach Anderson says he do uh yacht rock in every bar and every school. Sing that to Neil Diamond's Yacht Rock in every bar and every school. They're singing to Yacht Rock today. Um, see, I'll wait for some of your choices there as uh, we get going to the next phase of the show, as I hack my way through it. So thanks for all sticking with me today. It's been a busy time. I missed the main show for the first time in a while. Missed the main episode of Knapsack Files. Uh, and we might be going down to one broadcast a week instead of the two I've been running for a while, at least through February. Why? I while I deal with the, this new project on my plate, that's um, real exciting. Can't talk to you all about it yet, um, but it's going to keep me busy, and it's a good thing. I'm excited about it. So, with that said, I will open up the Google Voice. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Google Voice message system. Those who have access to the number have access to the number. How do you get access to the number? Well, you join my Patreon page, and uh, at the uh, $10 tier or higher, you get the phone number to call all on in live to the show. Alice in chat swore up and down she was going to call. She said she was going to call. Right? Chat, support me on this. Kyle Harlow from uh, the Iowa, Chicago, Midwest area says, I did it all for the nookie by Limp Bizkit. Is that the name of the song? He said it would kill his campaign, but it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of truth in advertising, right? If you're running for office, you, you just say, hey, I'm here, but I, I did it all for the nookie. Right? I think that's fair. Oh, we got a call coming in. Here we go. We got a call, and I know who this is. This is Tay Moore. What's hey, Ken, how you doing? I'm good, Tamar. You're in live. What's on your mind, my friend?
0: So uh, with the recent release of The uh, Mandalorian, which, I'm, uh, which I underst- underestimated how much I would enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to ask you, yeah. who would you rather be? A Jedi, a Sith Lord, or a Mandalorian?
1: okay this is a great question and, and, and we're gonna we're gonna avoid spoilers as best we can for uh the um uh the people who have not watched mandalorian yet especially our uk friends but uh Taymor, i think this is a great question uh sith jedi or mandalorian at this point i think i'd go mandalorian uh, you get cool armor. Yeah. You get, usually get a cool ship. I like Mandalore, Oh yeah. you know, Duchess Satine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sh- she seemed pretty cool. Bo-Katan seemed pretty cool. Sabine Wren seemed pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know, so I think I'd like to hang out with them. Uh, Sith. Nah, you know, that's a lot of, you gotta, gotta uh-huh. it, that's stressful having to worry who's going to kill you <laughs> over your shoulder. And yep, Jedi, yep. Jedi, look, let's be honest. Jedi cut out some things, uh, they they make some cool things in life, uh, forbid. So I don't know if I'd uh, join the Jedi. Though I would like to just Definitely wear, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to wear the same robe every day. That's kind of a good fashion thing. Um,
0: yeah, we go. So and, and especially like I actually like uh, uh Abdul, uh, my brother. He uh, teased me like the kind of, like, uh, the lore that I've been missing out on. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, f- f- finishing up uh, Season 5 of Clone Wars, like, I saw Free Vizsla and, like, you know, how Maul took over spoilers yeah. for everyone who hasn't seen this yet, but, like, you know, how he took over Mandalore, and it's just, like, you know uh, how um, uh, everyone says in the Mandalorian, like, you'll make short work of it. So Like And I saw that. And uh, like in the Clone Wars, so it's just like there you go. You know, seeing that and then like kind of like connecting it to the Mandalorian, like you know, that's yeah. that's that, that's what I want to be. Like it's more like one of the things that I wanted. Like up until now, I I wasn't really you know yeah. uh, sure on which part of the Star Wars. I, I love Star Wars altogether, but Great. when I saw the Mandalorian, I was like, you know, that's that's my Star Wars. Boom! Right there. there you boom!
1: Go. Well, that is great. We that is what we like to hear, Tamar. We love people loving Star Wars and love that you're connecting to that show. We gotta get an update, though. Uh, your brother Abdul turned what 26, and you took him mm-hmm. to um, you took him to uh, Washington DC to see some comedy. Yep. Uh, how did the weekend go? How did, did Abdul enjoy his weekend? It was it
0: was great. It was great. We we enjoyed it very much. Um, I was. We were hoping to get uh, some time with you, but uh, there was this guy who was talking to you at the bar, and we were just, like looking at him very curiously. And it turned out uh, like, you hey, know, who is this guy? Who is this guy Ken's talking to? And it turned out to be your cousin. So, like, all right, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. <laughs> we'll have next time we. Next time we meet con we'll have uh, a lot to talk about. Definitely.
1: Absolutely. We'll catch up. Yeah, it was my cousin, Chris, I hadn't seen in a long time, and it was great oh, to yeah. catch it was, up with him. Great
0: dude, great
1: dude. So, yeah, we, we, uh, we'll catch up for sure. And uh, please give my regards to uh, the birthday boy, belated birthday. But please tell Abdul we all are Hold happy for him. All right. Taymor's out. Uh, Taymor's out, uh, which means the phone lines are open for Alice if she wants to do the call. Let's see if she wants to do Let's see who's on the line here right now. Uh, They're coming in live, live, live to TNF in session. Who we have here? It's Alice. This is a big day. This is a big day, LabSock Files listeners, because Alice has said she was going to call. She said she's so nervous. And Alice, there's no need to be nervous. You are among friends. What do you want to talk about today? (laughs) <laughs>
0: I just wanted to call in because
1: I said I'd try. You did, see? But see, Alice, look at this. You have faced a fear. You have faced a fear. You you did not want to call in live and have everyone hear you here, you, but you have, and everything's working out fine. So if you conquered this, what could you conquer tomorrow? You know?
0: No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you don't sound convinced. You don't sound convinced. But I'll tell you what. Uh, Alice, uh, What question do you have? You had a great question about me uh, and me in Montana. Do I ever want to run away to Montana? Do you have another question for us here live on TNF In Session? Well, you
0: know what? You know why I want to run away to Montana?
1: Because I'm so excited about
0: Star Wars and all these idiot people out there just (laughs) give me crap
1: for it. So you want to run to Montana so you can enjoy Star Wars in peace? Exactly. That is a great way to look at it. And I think one day, maybe, maybe uh, if the Napsack Files gets big enough, we'll open up the Napsack Files uh, retirement community out in Montana. And we can exactly. all go out there, hang out there, watch Star Wars. Uh, Tamor and Abdul can come out there. Tamor's going to build it. He told me he would. And um, Yay, we'll, we'll, we'll get it going. So uh, I like that, Alice. I think that's a good plan. All right, Alice. I love all of y'all. We love you, too. You did it, Alice. Give yourself a high five. Well, uh, you're going to call back again next time. I swear it. I feel it. I feel it. All right. Bye, Alice. Bye. All right. Alice did it. She called in. She's been listening here for a while and uh, got over a fear there. That's big. That's a big accomplishment. So I got time here for uh another call if anyone's got it or we got questions in the live uh chat. Andrew, uh, I know you wanted to ask some questions there. Uh go right ahead if you want to post one in the live chat. Um otherwise uh for those in the Patreon page, uh, I put the the prompts up usually a first uh a day or two before the event. Um so, uh, oh, Tamor posted one uh, after I didn't. I just saw that there, but uh, and he, he got the call in and he got to ask it there. So, um, <coughs> in chat, they're all celebrating Alice making that phone call. Uh, Kyle Arles says, "If you build one, we'll come." That's an Files Father's Retirement Community. Everyone cheering on Alice. Tamor leading a round of applause for Alice. That's important. It's a good thing. Public speaking isn't easy, and we've been peer pressuring Alice into j- tackling that fear, and she did it today. So. Uh, I'm uh starting to round up shop there unless I got any uh, live questions here oh hey 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 here we go um Andrew Hale asks what is your uh, next stand-up show and how you're feeling about it so far overall with standup um I'm feeling pretty good I need to be doing more but there's just only so many hours in the day getting booked in la is both. Uh, time-consuming and somewhat difficult at times. i got to get back into the circuit. I used to get booked all the time, but then I stopped doing stand-up for five or s- years or so, so now I'm not in the circuit. So i got to uh, get get back into that. Um, my next stand-up show is, on, is not scheduled, but Ellis uh, and I are talking about some uh, dates in uh, 2020, and hopefully we'll come to an area near all of you so you can see... Uh, us perform so uh and mark's gotta he's got to build up a new uh, act he he released that special that usually signifies in a comics career that that round of material is done and you got to start building something new so that's going to be fun watching mark build his next special because that will happen uh kyle harlow asks have you talked about your favorite thanksgiving food yet no uh it is mashed potatoes mashed potatoes extra gravy some butter Put some onions on there, little little chopped, little chives, onions and chives. Um, Turkey, yeah, love turkey. Stuffing, great. Cranberries, great. Some veggies, great. Mashed potatoes. I could have a plate of mashed potatoes. You could literally just serve up a giant plate of mashed potatoes, and I would be happy. I might have that. Yeah, I might have that tonight. I'm going to go against and get some. Pete Rich says, Mark talked about the day on Collider Live with uh, Roxy and Dorina. He's got about 30 minutes of new material. Yeah, he's been, I've been here. I've heard some of Mark's new stuff and it's really good. There's some stuff I really, really like. Um, you heard some of it in DC. If you were there, uh, I I like it. He's going to get there and I can't wait. It, that's, that's the cool thing is, you know, he's going to get there and have a new hour worth of material. So that's, uh, that's that. So, um, Andrew Hill asks, what's the most recent movie I watched? Uh, rogue one, uh, as far as new movies, <coughs> the most recent new movie I've watched. <sighs> I think I saw two movies this year. I can't remember. Wait, no, I saw that. No, I didn't see that. No. What about the other uh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't watch movies, folks. I just don't. I want to. I'm gonna go see *Knives Out*. That's that's about it. I've been to some screenings. I saw I saw I saw Captain Marvel. I saw *Avengers: uh, End of the Line*. I saw. Um, no, so that was last year. I saw Far From Home, Spider-Man, Far From Home on the plane with no sound and me sleeping through the middle of it. Does that count? I'll work on this. I'll work on it, Andrew. I'll work on it. All right. With that said, I am going to go cough up a lung. And get on out of here. I want to thank everyone uh, here in the TNF Incision live chat. And I want to thank all of you uh, listening uh, later on. And those who try to watch on YouTube and, and the, the video. I think that live stream, the first one, still just going. The first part of the show is still going. I'm going to go pour some whiskey into my NyQuil and make it happen. This has been The Knapsack Files in Session. If you want to support and join the Patreon page, go to patreon.com slash NapSack. You can follow me at NapSack. Go to KenNapsack.com for information, including if uh, you want to buy the collector cards, you can buy them there. You can buy copies, uh, signed copies of the book, as I said, or book plates where I'll sign and send some stickers to you so you can put it on the inside of your book. Uh, that's there. And stay tuned for the next announcement on a stand-up comedy show. Maybe I'll see some of you live in the audience December 7th at the movie Trivia Shmodan Spectacular the third edition I do believe so that is it (coughs) don't get sick kids don't get sick bye